Surviving Cancer is a conversation between a doctor and a cancer survivor moderated by me Roshina Sehra. Today we are in conversation with a spunky chirpy 20 year old engineering student. She is a fan of Sydney Sheldon, not a fan of pets, and someone who makes battling cancer look like a cakewalk. So, hi Anandita. Hello. How are you today? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm good too. So, just another day uh, battling cancer, winning some victories over it. Just another day going to college and back. <laughs> also joining us is Dr. Samir Kaul, a leading oncologist of New Delhi. Hello doctor. Hi. How are you? Not bad at all. So, Anandita, tell us a little about yourself. So, I'm a third year student pursuing computer science engineering. and i got diagnosed of acute lymphoblastic leukemia which is a cancer of the blood in uh, september 2016 i just completed first year so i had to drop a year after college shift back home to delhi because i was studying in a hostel and uh, continue with the treatment uh, before we proceed any further uh, dr call i would like you to sort of uh, break down this cancer for someone who might not know about this because you know cancer is such an individual case to case thing so i think putting it under an umbrella term like say blood cancer is uh, the easy way out so if you could just make us understand what is this specific uh, condition uh, cancer is nothing but new growth you can you can you can get scared of it as much as you want but basically it's just an autonomous growth of cells and every cell in our body is capable of undergoing this change beat the bone beat the blood whatever our body is made up of can undergo this change of where these cells for some reasons not some reasons some of them are identified but there are others which are coming up every day from our research decide to one day multiply more than they need to or they should and keep doing that and do not listen to any kind of controls so that's what is the name actual name of cancer which means neoplasia new growth autonomous new growth which won't listen to anyone and you know you cancer is is a bad word i don't use it <laughs> now in anandita's case it was the blood that decided to play the tricks <laughs> and there it's the various ways it can play these tricks it can do it in an acute form which means quickly quickly suddenly you discover it and it starts progressing or it can do it over a long period of time in a chronic manner now the blood is composed of many things it com- it is composed of the blood cells the neutrophils it's complete composed of the hemoglobin the blood you know the oxygen carrying cells of the body mm. the red blood cells it's also composed of lymphocytes which which help us fight infections and co- are, and are part of our immune mechanisms our fight back mechanisms against disease now depending on which cells decide to go mad you classify <laughs> them accordingly so two questions uh, one thing you mentioned that how you don't like using the word cancer for a normal person how do you think we should talk about this disease and secondly when you mention infections right and how infections can lead to this form of cancer so what kind of infections how can you contract those infections are you genetically more inclined to to have them like like how does that happen as far as the word cancer is concerned it, it's basically cancrum acha crab ha ha cancrum uh-huh. which means a crab eating into you that's where it 
came from. Over a period of time, it sort of acquired so much notoriety. Yeah. Particularly because there were no defense mechanisms against it and people would fall like nine pins to this disease. That has changed over a period of the last few decades. The crab has been defeated. Yes, yes. It's not completely defeated as yet, but you can veil it, you can break its legs, <laughs> you can put it to sleep, you can do lots of things with it. You can play around with it now. Yeah. So it gives you some kind of control. Therefore, I've always, we've always said that in our hospitals, and when we are conversing or talking about this illness, we must use the word neoplasia or new growth. Mm. And then say benign or maliceous. There are things which cause the actual mutation, the change in the cell in the genetic level. And there are things that promote that change and, and you know become promoters. So therefore, there's a huge list of things. Infections is one of them, and it's usually viral infections only. Okay, Ananta, turning to you. So, how did you end up taking a test which diagnosed you with cancer? I was 18 years old uh -huh. and I turned 19 shortly after that. Huh. So I, I had fever for a very long time, like a low grade fever and it just wouldn't go away. And I had excruciating pain in my legs. So I was I was asked to go for a normal CBC test because they thought maybe I'm uh, falling sick because of dengue or, or maybe chikungunya. Hmm. And that's, that's how they got a test done and my white blood cell count, as you said, was extremely high, it was 40,000 and uh, that's what alarmed them. They studied the cell structure, it wasn't, uh, it was a blast cell huh. and so they put me through other tests, did a bone marrow and eventually found out that uh, it is actually a blood cancer. What was the first thought when, when you found out? It was my birthday. I was turning 19. <laughs> so what a wonderful way to turn 19 huh? <laughs> with a I bang. I came home because uh, um, I was studying in a hostel in Jaipur so I came home for my birthday and, and they put me through the test and that's how I found out. So like any normal <laughs> kid, huh. the first thing that came to my mind was were all the movies and the books that I'd read and it was it was extremely funny because I came to my mom and I was like, fault in our stars would have saw. So, you know, yeah, that was a very kiddish reaction now when I think about it. Everybody dies on in the movies and the books. Which is what my problem is with media and art and how they show cancer. Yeah, so that's that's not the true story. Obviously, I'm sitting here. I'm absolutely fine. I'm a better person. So it, it was like a gift to me on my birthday from maybe a pa higher power above. Yeah. But it worked out pretty well. So um, in your really dark times, which I'm sure there must have been some yeah. really dark days, what kept you going? What was your? Where did you draw your sense of hope from? So there are both days. There's good and there's bad. The bad, if if you let it conquer, it can go on for a very long time. So you have to understand that you have to find inspiration and energy in other people and things that you do every day. So my mom obviously was the biggest inspiration. She would not let me cry. She would not, never let a tear roll down my eye. And you know she she'd come shouting at me, Ki, "Are you crazy? Ye, ye roni ki baat nahi hai. You're fine." And uh, you know, so she she made it sound like a picnic, and we'd come to the hospital, get admitted, watch movies. She would make jo bhi mujhe pasand hai. I used to hate hospital food, so jo bhi mujhe pasand hai, wo banake. Even my doctors said that you're on a holiday, pretend pretend like you're on a food holiday. Just don't eat outside, eat ghar pe, but eat sab kuch. Mm -hmm. So I was really happy doing all of that. 
and doctor like when you're dealing with someone say who's as young as 18 or 19 and you know so is there a specific way is age a determinant factor how you deal with that patient like even on an emotional level keeping the medical aspect aside to aap approach kaise karte hain unse interact kaise karte hain about the problem i think it's not so much the age age of course when you're talking to i mean even smaller kids then you know they get it you know hmm. people are born with tumors you have to deal with them um, in the most normal manner as you can and do a psychological understanding of what may be the mental make of this individual um next question for you anandita um when you were undergoing your chemos and your radiation uh, did you experience any hair loss I did um they said I'd lose my hair 3 months after chemo mm-hmm. but I made it almost all through chemotherapy without losing my hair obviously there were I lost most of it but I cut my hair short okay so after uh, I think last month tha chemo ka and I was left with four cycles that's when I lost all of it like I slept with a hair full of hair. Next morning, I woke up with nothing. Okay, and and as a young person, especially, was there like a concern ki about looks and beauty and all of that? It wasn't really a very big concern because expected tha. So it na farak nahi pada. But then they put me on radiation. Uh, the the time period between the radiation and the chemotherapy was about a month and a half. And during that period of time, the hair had started to come back. And radiation ke baad it takes almost three months for it to come back again. So I had to go to college, like a new college, because obviously I shifted. And that was that was a little hard to deal with because कोई जानता नहीं है मुझे सब मुझे देख रहे हैं मुरमुर के. So that was थोड़ा सा hard, but yeah, eventually got over it and like made really nice friends. Has your perspective, like how has it changed before and after your diagnosis? I've lost the fear of fear. <laughs> So I I don't so, uh, when I started college when I was in school I used to fear everything and I had a fear of failing I had a fear of padhai I had a fear of not living up to my parents expectations dunya bhar ke fears so ek point ke baad aake it was like it's, it's not important even if you fail it's okay you you just you'll have to begin again that's all so uh, that that was the biggest achievement through this That's a wonderful thought to end this on. And doctor, any closing, any closing thoughts on this? Well, you know, as she briefly mentioned about, you asked this question about loss of hair. Hmm. And I must tell you how I confront it. I'm myself bald, <laughs> so, so I tell people, "Why do I look bad to you?" <laughs> I mean, but you can have a hairstyle like mine for a little while. Exactly. And that usually works. Now that's a trick. <laughs> but I also give them other allurements of a beautiful hairstyle because there are all kinds of hair replacement. therapies now there are beautiful wigs you can get one made out of your own hair if you collect it and i always t- before it starts falling now that's a particularly troublesome time you don't wait for them to see their hair on the bed sheets when they wake up in the morning you try and convince them to get a nice hairstyle like mine it wasn't mine. expected <laughs> the other thing about fair the question that you asked her I call them the fidaim. You know what the fidaimia? Yeah? The fidaim are people who have no fear of death. Hmm. So, Anandita is a fidaim. She, I, I don't think she fears death anymore. It's oh. a very, a very, very high form of existence when you fear nothing. What a beautiful mm-hmm. thought! Uh, thank you so much, Anandita, and thank you so much, Dr. Gaur, for chatting with us today. Hope you liked that podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. 
If you'd like to hear a podcast about athletes, head over to the Quinn's Greatest Game of My Life.